peace to you in Jesus' name. God creates anew. God is creative. The Bible tells us from its first pages that God has infinite power to make things new. Today, as we begin new things, we pray, God, come among us and create anew. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. We worship you. He wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent. We worship you. He lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clouds his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind. We worship you. He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. We worship you. Heavenly Father, you have made all things, and you set the earth's foundation. You marked off its dimensions. You placed the cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Today we celebrate that we may forever find a new beginning when we return to you. We confess that we have struggled to find our own way. Forgive us and show us how we may begin and be renewed and recreated by you. Lord Jesus, you have given us ways to begin things anew. Forgive us and strengthen us to use your gifts and grace to create new beginnings. Uh, Jesus promised that his living spirit is among us now. God hears our prayers for his mercy and grace. As a servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, may God bless you in making things new. And let us pray. O God, from whom all good proceeds, Grant to us a humility and desire to seek what is good and true, that we may set our minds on things that are right, and by your merciful guiding, live in grace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
the Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such as this child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you, that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
When God sees us now, he can already see what we will be like in heaven. He can see us remade and entirely new. Maybe this is what Jesus could see when his disciples came to him with a question. He could see them already made new. But they wanted to talk with him about who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Well, Jesus could already see into heaven. But how could he possibly describe to them what he saw? He wanted to get them started on the path toward heaven. So Jesus invited a little child to come over and stand with them. Jesus found the perfect way to talk about God's creativity in making all things new. Think of yourself as being like a child, Jesus says. God is making all things new. And so we are like children, just getting started, learning how things are and what might be possible in this new world we have entered of God's kingdom. A child needs to learn and grow. And so it is best to be honest and humble and say, I don't know about this. Teach me. Tell me what you know. We get in trouble when somewhere along the line we think we have it all figured out. But if we stay humble, God can continue to bless us with his creative way making us new. I imagine the child Jesus had standing beside this group was wide-eyed with wonder about what Jesus could be talking about while all these people were standing there and staring at them. Well, wide-eyed with wonder, this is what Jesus is saying. This is how you will see our God is making all things new in his kingdom. The disciples of Jesus wanted to talk about where they would rank in the kingdom of God. Well, to Jesus, rank is about status and leverage and power. And it has very little to do or nothing at all with the kingdom that God wants to create. Instead, Jesus tells us, he wants us to grow in our sense of responsibility to other people. Jesus himself was proving to be the defender of the weak and the vulnerable, and those in need. 
the world God wants to create in his kingdom is made new by our care and concern for those who no one else but God might bother to see. Oh yes, things would look different from God's perspective. He wants to create and recreate the entire world. And Jesus wants to inspire us to believe in God's radical vision of transformation. Jesus knew his disciples carried with them this skeptical view that we all feel from time to time, that things will just kind of always be the way they are. But Jesus wants us to believe that everything could be different. Everything could be made new. Jesus is telling us to believe that this really is our Father's world. We live within his gaze of care and compassion. He can see all things made new. Our God, he knows what to keep and he knows what to get rid of. Jesus tells us about the priority of the soul, the importance God has for your eternal soul. If everything else has to be sacrificed, Jesus says, this God wants to keep and protect your eternal soul and spirit. Well, indeed, the world looks very different when we see the importance of our soul and the soul of everyone around us in all of mankind. Jesus stirs our imagination about the priority of the soul when he starts talking about guardian angels Jesus had seen them. He knows his Father in heaven commands an army of angels ready to defend us. As Psalm 34 says, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. The psalm says the eyes of God are always on them. He saves the brokenhearted and those crushed in spirit. Jesus gives us new eyes for God's kingdom. He is asking us to see the angels among us as the book of Hebrews describes them. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Jesus liked to tell stories to get his point across. 
Jesus made his story so simple now. I think even the child standing among them would understand it. A story about a man who owns a hundred sheep and one of the little ones wanders off. The man leaves the 99 on the hills and goes off to look for the one that wanders off. And the man is happy when he finds this little one. The man is filled with emotion. He is grateful. He rejoices over the little one he has found again. It's a simple story, isn't it? But it tells us something vital and important about our God. He can quickly leave the past behind to create something new in the present. This is what God loves to do. It's impossible for us to understand God, of course. But in some way, he is forever in the present moment with us. This is where new things begin. The past is forgotten. It doesn't matter to this shepherd. He has now found his dear little one. The word Jesus uses is that the shepherd has found the micron. This is the one of least importance, the smallest one. The most humble one is the one that makes God happy because this is the one he can give the most to. He can give his happiness and joy to this little one. Have you learned to be this little one before him? Have you taken this to heart? Well, the disciple Peter learned this from Jesus, and Peter kept it in his heart all of his life. By the time God was done with Peter, he knew he was a dear little one of God with a guardian angel. When Peter was in prison, awaiting trial, God sent his angel to Peter, who was sleeping between two soldiers, bound in chains. The angel came and made the chains fall off Peter. They passed through the guards, and then they came to the iron gate of the city. The gate opened by itself, and Peter was set free. Well, much later in life, Peter would express it this way. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead.
Peter had seen this with his own eyes. Peter had seen Jesus alive again after his resurrection. Yes, our God can make all things new today and forever. So indeed, now today it is our time to believe this and take it to heart. We are born into this living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. Today is our time to stand before our God as a little child and let him create us anew. May you be so blessed. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we praise you, we thank you, and worship you. You create all things new. Bless us with a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed, our confession of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. You could make an offering to our church by sending it to us in the mail or by going through our website. Thank you. Bless you. Together we pray. Lord, we know that every day you bless us in ways we cannot 
count, or number. Help us to appreciate you in all of your love and care for us. Bless us with your strength and goodness as we walk with you in trust. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, give us the wisdom and vision to see that earthly things will pass away and that we should treasure the things eternal above all else. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, O Lord, be with us, renew us, and recreate us. As we begin new things, as we begin a new school year, we ask your blessing for our students and families as they seek to grow in new ways together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good Father, we pray that the sick and the suffering may find healing, relief, comfort, and peace. Today, we especially lift them up to you, that those who cry to the Lord in need may find goodness and mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us strength of heart and faith, that we may find hope and peace. May we trust in Christ to make all things new. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. With thankful hearts, we give you praise, gracious Father, that you create anew and renew us by your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ and his resurrection. May we walk in your newness this day by our faith and hope in you. May we be so blessed through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. For your new life given by your grace, 
We thank you, Lord, because you are here among us and your living spirit guides us anew. We thank you, Lord. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord may may the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.